Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Today, Our guest is going to share experiences in building a business and how she overcame the mental and emotional struggles through the role of faith. And she's had a lot of ups and downs over the past couple of years, as most of us have. And she's going to share what she she's going to share what she has learned in the hopes that it could help somebody else overcome their struggles, which I thought was just so beautiful. And I'm so glad to have her here. And in her business, our guest is the chief nerd at the Modern Health Nerd. She is very into the nerdy details of content strategy, food and nutrition, and biblical studies, which is so great. So please welcome Sam Houghton. Sam, welcome to the Behind Their Business podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Stephanie. I'm glad to be here. I am so glad that you are here. So let's just dive right in. So tell me about your journey. What led you to start the Modern Health Nerd? And I also want to know how you came up with the name for your business. Well, I'm going to try to condense it because I could ramble for quite a while, but I'm sure people would prefer the condensed version. I actually have enjoyed writing since I was very young. Pretty much before I could write, I would tell stories. So I'm at heart, I'm a writer. And when I first discovered that you could make money online writing content, I thought this is kind of neat. Unfortunately, I got myself wrapped up in a content mill, which is not so neat because you can't make too, too much money there. And one thing that I would like a lot of people to know, especially people who use those content mills to get their content, they don't pay the writers too well. You can barely break like five cents a word on a content mill. And that is... Can you just share what a content mill is? Because I've actually never heard that term before. Okay. Content Mill is the sites where you can go to buy large quantities of extremely cheap content. Unfortunately, you either get cheap bad content or you get good content for which the person's not properly being compensated. It basically turns out lots and lots of content like a mill or a factory. That makes sense. Hence the name. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I can't, however, complain because that was what got me into content writing. It got me an opportunity to learn about a lot of different subjects while I was writing, but I did realize that it wasn't going to be viable in the long term. So ironically, around the beginning of 2020 in February, 
I took on a business coach. I like to give a shout out to him. His name is Jeremy Chevalier. He used to run a really interesting coaching platform called Gigloft. And at the time, he was coaching people to become you know, their own kind of business owner and an online, or really a knowledge worker. And he was focusing on strategy and content, not just writing the content. And through his coaching, I was able to start building a network. I was able to overcome some of the limitations in my own thought of, you know, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. His encouragement really got me over those humps. And at the time, I had also been co kind of co-running a health coaching business, really just kind of low key on the side, not a whole lot of activity there because I also have a health coaching background that goes back to what you said about being into the nerdy details of food and nutrition. I went plant-based about 12 and a half years ago and I went for health reasons and I started to learn more and more, took the Center, um, the Center for Nutrition Studies plant-based nutrition certificate course, got so interested by that. It was about a six or eight week course that I actually went and got health coaching training through Bowman College. So I have that dual background and I was still operating under my health coaching brand. The Modern Health Nerd came about when I launched my own podcast and I was looking for a name for the podcast and I thought that it would be good to rebrand the whole business that way so that it was one cohesive unit. So now I have both the Modern Health Nerd where I help people with really customer research to understand their audiences better and create better content and have a more, I like to call it a content engine sort of having your strategy so that it will operate for you and you don't always have to wonder what do I write, who am I writing for? And I'm also host of the Modern Health Nerd podcast. So that's kind of my, my two paths that came together. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I hear, not just my clients, just, just people in general saying, how do you always know what to write about on social media? Like, how do you, how do you create your content? Because I think people really overcomplicate it. I, I, I don't know why, but I love that you are helping people. I like how you use the term, create an engine, like creating an engine so that they always have like content ideas to pull from. Um, yeah, that's really great. I also want to talk about how faith has played a role in your business as well. So I know you're going to dive into the ups and downs that you've had in your business over the past couple of years. And I'm assuming that faith will intertwine, intertwine into, <laughs> into these ups and downs as well. So, um, if you don't mind sharing about that, I'd love for you to just dive into what the last couple of years have looked like for you, your business and your life overall. Well, I'll set a foundation for the faith thing to give an idea of where that comes in. Somewhere around 11 or 12 years ago, I became a Christian. I met Jesus. I got saved. And it has been a growth journey through there. Um, the Christian term for it is sanctification, where you grow in Christ and you grow in God over a period of time. And all of the endeavors that I've ever tried to do over the years, I was very much doing it you know, got to do the grind, got to do the grind. I have to do this. And I never truly committed what I was doing to the Lord. So a couple of years ago, when I started doing this business thing and I saw the doors opening and Jeremy was helping me and I saw what God was doing with this, I thought, I cannot do that again, or I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to lose it. So I made a commitment right then and there that I was going to do what I knew I should do. And let God have the business because it's his anyway. He gave it to me and it doesn't, it doesn't really belong to me. I'm running it. I'm the steward of it. So I committed my business to God. And 
I, I want to qualify here that that doesn't mean that everything goes swimmingly. It just, it means that I'm not operating it in my own strength. I'm not saying, okay, I have to do this. I'm going to make this work. God is the one who's giving me the direction and the strength. He opens the doors for me. He makes the connections for me. And it has been very different because as I have been going along this, obviously I said February, 2020, right? That's when I started doing this. This was four or six weeks before the world exploded. And I can't say that I was in necessarily a bad position because working in the plant-based alternative protein better for you space, that actually started to ramp up during the pandemic. People were more concerned about gut health and immunity. And a lot of people were starting to think about the plant-based alternative protein and all that. You've seen it. If you have walked around the grocery store over the last couple of years, you've seen how these things have started to take over the shelves. You can even walk in Walmart and there's a section with Daring Foods and Impossible Foods and Beyond and Gardein. When Walmart first came around, that would never have been a thing. Um, so that was ramping up at the time and I was able to work online. So that was really a blessing. At the same time, there was the tension of everything going on with the pandemic, not knowing what was going on. There was a lot of very you know, unclear information you know, how big is this thing? How scared should we be? Should we be scared? So I had a lot of those ups and downs and it really was a time of strengthening faith for me because I had to trust God. I didn't know what was going on. I literally didn't know, none of us did, if I was going to go out the door, go grocery shopping one day, come home and die from some pandemic that I'd never heard of before. So these were things that I had to be dealing with kind of in the background as I was doing the business. The other thing was I talked a little bit about quote unquote limiting beliefs. I used the language carefully because I've heard it misused a lot. I tend to be one of those people where if something doesn't work out, I think it's me. I think I must be doing something wrong. And what I discovered was in a lot of spaces where I thought I was doing something wrong, it was just something I needed to learn that I didn't know yet. And that's why I feel like I was very blessed to have Jeremy as a coach. Uh, because he would say, you know, well, you can, you can try this. Have you tried this? This is how you do this. And he taught me how to do things with networking on LinkedIn that I never knew how to do before and encouraged me to learn different tools and use different processes, learn how to automate certain parts of my business so that I didn't always have to be trying to scale something that you can't scale on your own. Those were a lot of things that I felt were very empowering to me because then I realized if I can't do something, I can go learn how to do it. Someone else knows how to do it, or there's a course out there, or there's a video I can watch. And I really would encourage other business owners in that, that if something is a wall that you're hitting up against, don't look at it like, I'm hitting this wall, I'm going to fail. Look at it and be like, okay, what is this wall? Is it something that I don't understand? Why don't I understand it? Who understands it? And go from there and find who already has that knowledge because you don't have to know everything. This is the era of the internet. We have Web3 on the horizon. You can learn anything. Someone's got a course for it or a YouTube video and you don't have to feel lost. And that was a really big breakthrough for me that I'm still relying on because I, you never stop learning. You always come up against something else that you don't understand and you have to go learn. So that has been, I think, the biggest part of this process for me is understanding that I don't have to flip out if something's not working. There is a solution and 
I can look for somebody who has already put that solution out there. And I think that's really what I want to do with my business. Like you said, a lot of people are confused. What do I post on social media? What content do I create? What I find is a lot of people don't do the foundational work or they've done personas, but they haven't really gone and found where those people are or what they're talking about or how they talk. And I did this exercise recently for my own business. I was building a landing page. So I went back through conversations I've had with people and feedback I've gotten. And I found the themes and I found the recurring words and everything that they use. And when you know that, and you know what topics people care about, and you know what's bothering them, that can really make your content much, much easier. Uh, one other thing I'll say, and then I'll stop rambling. The thing that really drives my business, and I do tell people this, I make no secret of it, is prayer. I was listening to a podcast very early on in this journey with the Modern Health Nerd podcast. is called Kingdom Writers. It's actually for people who write Christian books, but it's applicable across the board for business. And one of the hosts mentioned having business meetings with God. Now, I'm just me. I don't have a team to have business meetings with. And I thought, that's a really good idea. And ever since I heard that, I believe it was, I believe it was a year ago this past June, I've been doing it every week. I get my little notebook. I write down the things that are important for the week, the things that I've been struggling with or the things I know are coming up. And I spend 40 minutes to an hour praying about it, just talking with God about it and making sure that I'm reorienting myself every week to be doing with the business what God would have me do and pulling back on those areas where maybe I've been grinding a little bit too much in the wrong direction. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I was very quickly writing down notes as you were talking about all of those things. So I have a couple of different things that I want to just um, kind of go back to. So um, we didn't talk about the whole plant-based diet thing, but I forgot to mention that my husband and I, we did plant-based for about a year. We ate a lot of impossible burgers during that time. It didn't end up working for a variety of reasons, but um, yeah, it's kind of exploded over the past couple of years. And I'm sure during COVID when people are just becoming more health conscious about everything and they're trapped inside and they're actually like realizing the terrible things that they're putting into their bodies, it's, um, it really opened a lot of doors for you. So that's, that's great. I'm really glad that there's people out there like you are helping people to kind of take back control of their lives that way um, and what they're putting into their bodies. But I also have a question for you. Did you, prior to like releasing control and um, really having those business meetings with God and really focusing on your faith, did you notice that you were somebody who, I mean, would you call yourself a control freak? Like, were, was that your kind of personality prior to having this like spiritual enlightenment? I, I have a friend who says I'm a recovering type A and I tell people, I'm getting to recovering. I want to be recovering, but I am very detail oriented and I'm very schedule oriented and I'm very much, I can, I can be one of those people who can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes I get very bogged down in it's, you know, it has to be this way. It has to be this way, either because I've always done it that way, or that's the way that makes sense in my head, hence having to learn more things. But that is one of the things where I find that I have to rely most on God because it's very good to be detail-oriented and to have a good schedule. But when it gets to the point where it is like obsessive, control freak, perfectionist, you do get bogged down in that. 
I didn't do this one thing the right way. And so now everything's going to fall apart. And that's where I have to pull back and, and rely on God. So I wouldn't say that it was only before then. I would say it still is now, but it's something that I am working through and I find it to be less of an issue. I used to be somebody who were, if something kind of got off track, I would actually kind of freak out. And now I'm just like, okay, this got off track. Got to get it back on track. How do we do that? Yeah, no, I can completely relate to that. I call myself a recovering perfectionist and a recovering control freak. So like your friend, I completely understand, but I'm also very type A too. So I like to have a mix of planning and schedule and lists and everything in ClickUp. That's the project management tool I use, but I also like to go with the flow a little bit, but that has taken a long time to get to that point. (laughs) Not even going to try to sugarcoat that. It's taken a very long time. And I, I really like how you said having business meetings with God and I kind of have been doing that myself. I've just never really thought about it like that. Like I'll have moments where I sit and reflect and kind of, for lack of a better way of saying this, like drop into my own body and kind of feel, let my intuition take over, I guess, for lack of a better term. Is that kind of how you would explain how your business meetings go as well? I think it's different for me because I am actually, I, I'm trying not to use a lot of, of what we call Christianese here, but in, 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 in Christianity, we say prayer is when you talk with God. Reading the Bible is when God talks to you and prayer is when you talk to God. And it is really a matter of, it's not me. It's about him. And it's about recognizing that he is in control and that he is he's lord over everything and i don't have to worry and at the same time i want to be doing everything in a way that is in line with what he wants me to do and so that means i need to be familiar with what the bible says i actually call the book of Proverbs my business book because there's a lot of really practical advice. Uh, book of Proverbs is what is called li- wisdom literature. A lot of really good advice in there. A lot of verses in there for uh, somebody who wants to run, run a business in a, in a biblical way. So it is about having that literal connection with a God who is so much bigger than everything that I'm doing and understanding the reality of what that means. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down and explaining, because I know that we have people listening who are kind of all over the spectrum in terms of spirituality, religion, what they believe in. So I appreciate you taking a second to break that down for everybody else. And yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's important to understand that there is a higher power, whatever it is that you believe. I'm doesn't matter to me. Everybody is their own person and has their own beliefs. But um, I love that you bring that into your business and that you, I'm assuming you encourage others to do the same in whatever way makes most sense to them as well. I don't want to put words into your mouth, of course. Um, But I'm actually curious now that I bring that up, is that something that you kind of do with your clients too? Do you help them like bring faith into their own businesses while they're kind of creating their content? It's not part of my business process. I'm always open to having conversations. If people want, I've actually been on business calls where we've covered all the content stuff and then we just had some time to chit chat. And we have, we've talked about all sorts of stuff. We've talked about the state of the world. We've talked about, you know, family and all sorts of things. And sometimes we find ourselves down like these rabbit trails. I remember one time I was having a conversation with a client where suddenly we're talking about like revelation and the end times. And we're like, wait, 
how did we get here? We couldn't remember. But it's it's not part of the process. However, it's it's always open for discussion if people want to chat about, you know, whatever. One thing I do do as part of the process of helping people lay that foundation for their content strategies is I do talk to people about, well, why did you start your business? Why did you make your brand? Why do you make your product? What is really deep down what you wanted from this? And it usually turns out to be very different from their marketing messaging. They'll say something about, you know, it's, it's because of sustainability, it's because animal welfare, and it's like, that's really important to them. But sometimes they'll, you know, it'll be something like, well, it's about their family or something happened in so-and-so in my family and their health. And so I want to be able to help people eat better with this product. Or I saw XYZ documentary and it really stunned me. And I was not happy with the way that this was going in our food system. And I want to make a change. There's really a lot of passion in there. And I find that helping people to really dig down and answer that question for themselves helps them to realign also with their messaging and having more of that passionate connection with their customers rather than I need to build a brand based on what I think everyone wants to hear. Yeah, that's so incredibly important too. Ugh, I'm so over the term, like, what's your why? Like, I'm just, I'm just kind of over that. I feel like everybody talks about that, but I mean, that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. Like, why did you start your business? Why are you still running your business? Why do you want to scale your business? I mean, it, it really all boils down to that. And yes, you need to know what that is if you want to continue to run a business and especially run it successfully because it's not easy. And anyone who wants to run a business is frankly kind of crazy in my eyes because I feel like we're masochists some days because it's not an easy thing to do. So you need to have a good reason for doing it. Especially if you're somebody who is launching an actual product. I have so much respect for these founders in the plant-based and like the direct-to-consumer space. And also people who are maybe going from direct-to-consumer to stores. I have a contact or a friend who is doing that right now. He's trying to get his product into stores. And it's just, it's a crazy journey how much they go through the hours that they spend, the hours they spend in formulation and packaging and distribution. And then with the supply chain, the way that it is, people will have supply issues so they can't always fulfill their orders the way that they want to. And then you have to deal with the customer experience and the customer feedback. And it, there's so much. And a lot of these teams are very, very small. It's not like they have, you know, it's like the founder and a few people. It's not like they have these huge teams where if something goes wrong, they can just shunt it off to somebody else. If something goes wrong, somebody calls the founder. <laughs> it's like, then they have to go and drop everything. And, you know, they're leaving, you know, the wife and kids are at home. The kids are having a meltdown. Oh no, I have to go and, and deal with this supply chain issue. It's crazy. I have so much respect for them. Yeah. I've never, I am just surrounded by online business owners all of the time that I forget there's actual product-based business owners in this world too, because it's just so easy to get wrapped up in this. But yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I, I couldn't do that. I could not have a product-based business. I, I feel like I would want to have it just so that I can create something and have it like physically tangible and live in my hands. But like you said, all of the different logistics that go into it, all of the red tape that you come up against, if you're working with big brands, you have to go through all of their processes. It's just, no, thank you. That is that is not for me, but props to the people who, who do that and who create the amazing products that I do own today. Yeah, and I would say uh, as an aside, but as an important aside, 
anyone who's a consumer of these products, I know we're all super busy, but all that stuff about when you get a prompt to write a review, go do it. Take 10 minutes and go do it. Review the product if you like it. If you don't have 10 minutes, take a picture of yourself consuming the product or using the product and post it on your Instagram stories. That really does help these people. It's not just, it's not just a marketing gimmick. It's not just something that they're doing to try to get you to buy more. They really need your help to get out there and to get visible to more people so that their businesses can be viable. A lot of these companies you hear, okay, they raised XYZ amount of money or they're you know, making X million dollars. How much are they pouring back into the business to get the product out on the shelves? We're not talking about people who are rolling in tons of dough. People who exploded like Oatly and beyond and stuff are the exception to the rule. I'm so glad that you mentioned that too, because I, well, for some reason, this is just a total, total side note. I got banned from leaving reviews on Amazon. I don't know why they, it just won't let me leave reviews for products anymore. Um, and I buy pretty much everything from Amazon these days, but yes, I, I will definitely be conscious of, I'm glad that you said that, like be conscious of sharing on social media, the products that I use without wanting to get payment or anything for it just to help the founder. So I, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that is important to do. Um, one thing that I do want to just kind of quickly circle back to is I don't want to put like a negative spin on this episode or anything, but I know you said that there were a lot of different struggles that you came up against. I'm just curious to know, just in the past couple of years, have you noticed any of those same kind of struggles with your clients too, and how you like worked through them together with them? Does that make sense? Well, we do always talk about ups and downs in business because it affects how, you know, our working relationships. I honestly think the biggest struggle that I see, and that's why I moved more and more towards supporting customer research, customer discovery, finding more out about your audience, is people either don't have the time or the resources to do that foundational work. Or again, they've done it. They don't have the time or the resources to put it into practice. So there is a big struggle with either not knowing what to do, the best way to do it, because they have not really dug into their audience, or they just don't have the bandwidth. And really, what I do is to help take some of that burden off for them. Again, if it's a small team, and they want to do content, maybe they want to launch a blog, or they did a blog, and they did a bunch of SEO, and they just got traffic and not conversions. That's actually another big struggle is people will go out and they'll say, okay, SEO, we need to rank. Yes, you do. Are you chasing the right keywords? Because I've talked to brands where, okay, we did this keyword. We're getting a bunch of traffic. How's your sales? Eh. You know, it's, they don't see it coming through or they, they're so, here's another, another one that's very common. They're so overwhelmed by all of the content marketing advice that's out there that tells them, you need a blog, you need to be on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and, you know, every single face, every single social media thing out there, instead of doubling down on what's going to be best for them, where their audience is. It does all come back to knowing who their audience is, but also having someone who can come alongside them and take that burden of not having enough time or expertise on hand to get it all done. So that's kind of what I do is both by doing the work and helping them talk through these, these 
difficulties that they have so that they do know, okay, this is where I can focus and they can kind of breathe a sigh of relief and not feel like this is just another thing I have to do and I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm glad glad you mentioned that people are telling these businesses to be everywhere because that that's one of my biggest pet peeves when people think they need to be everywhere. I'm like, your, your ideal client is not everywhere. Your ideal client is usually on one, maybe two platforms. That's where you need to be showing up. And like you said, you need to be doubling down on that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because if you are listening to this right now and you're trying to be everywhere and you're trying to speak to everybody, just stop because it's not going to work. You need to, like you, like Sam said, you have to set those, um, do the foundational work. And then from there, your business will grow. I mean, it's basically inevitable as long as you have the, I guess, for lack of a better term, like a formula in place, your business will grow. It's been proven time and time again with so many other people. So before we go, I would just like to hear from you if you have any tips for anybody who is listening right now who who has been through a lot in the past couple of years, if there's anything that you can, any advice that you can give them to help them overcome any struggles that they've been going through in their own life or their business as well. Well, with the business, I'd like to reiterate that first, if you think it's you, I would say it's probably not. Um, you can definitely think about yourself for a while and think, okay, did I did I make any mistakes? Okay, if you did, don't beat yourself up about it. Just learn from them. And if you find that, okay, I am doing everything I know how to do correctly, find out where those walls are. What is What is preventing you from moving forward? What do you need to learn to overcome that? And don't, again, don't beat yourself up for the fact that you don't know it go out there and learn it. If you have a mentor in your network or, you know, find a course or something. The other thing would be definitely take care of yourself. We hear this a lot and I know that it can be taken to a self-indulgent extreme, but I don't see that at all in the founder space. As a matter of fact, I see a lot of people who are literally just working themselves stupid with back-to-back meetings and schedule some time in your calendar to just Literally, if it's just 10 minutes to stare out the window and breathe every day, just so that you are not staring at a screen or on your phone, or, you know, if you have a family and you you aren't spending the time with them that you want, literally write a family date into your calendar where nobody can bother you. Another one I would suggest is something that was suggested to me recently. Shout out to Emma Osborne from Citizen Kind for this one is take a digital holiday. Take a day. Don't look at any screens. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at your computer. Go read a book, take a walk. Definitely do those sorts of things because that will help you to reorient and slow down because when you don't slow down, you get on the hamster wheel and you can get desperate and it's impossible to think straight about anything. Um, And I would definitely encourage people if they need help with anything content related to hire somebody to help you if you can. And if you can't, um, do don't worry too much about getting all of the pieces together right now. Chances are, if you're a very small business and you're just like launching your product or you're still just trying to get on a shelf, work on your branding, work on the, those sorts of foundational things. Um, podcasts are also really great to listen to and not just, not just mine, not just this one, but all, all kinds of business podcasts are great to listen to too. You can learn a lot from listening to other founders' stories and other founders' struggles because I find it um, inspiring to listen to people who are having struggles because then they say, okay, 
this is what I'm going through, but this is what I'm doing to overcome it. Or this, like Stephanie, you have with this podcast, you help other people to grow through hearing how others are overcoming their struggles. So those are just a few things that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, one of my favorite ways to unwind is to read a book too. So I also knit, but definitely reading books too. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I'm so glad that you mentioned, I call it a digital detox because why I was talking to one of my clients about this recently, and she was just talking about how she was so overwhelmed with everything. And I asked her, when was the last time she signed off of social media? And she said, never. And I said, okay, well, there's your first mistake. We just need to like com- take a complete detox or detox, or like you said, a holiday vacation a break from our screens, from social media, and to really just connect with ourselves. Like, like you said, look outside the window, go for a walk, get outside. Like it's, it sounds ridiculous to some people because they're like, there's no way I could do that. I don't have enough time in the day, but I've seen this happen too many times. And it's happened to myself in the past. Your body will eventually stop you. Like your body will get to a point where it's going to shut down and you won't have a choice. Yeah. You will be laying on the couch and you will not have a choice, but to stop. So don't get to that point. Seriously happened to me. I would, that seriously happened to me like a couple of years ago. I said, I tell people it was basically, I would not stop. And so God made me stop. I hardly ever get sick, but literally a couple of years ago, I got this stomach virus that was so awful. All I could do was lie on the couch and I could work for like 20 minutes and then sleep. And that never happens to me. But the strange thing is after that, I felt so much better because I had no choice, but like you said, to slow down and sleep and stop. So I would agree with you and encourage people don't make the same mistake. Yes. Yes. I, that happened to me too. I was knocked out. I mean, I got COVID, but all of December of 2021, my, I was knocked out. My husband was knocked out for about three weeks. And I think it was because, and I, I don't work a lot, but I know, I, I guess we all have our own breaking point, right? Like my breaking point is not the 70 hour work week that it used to be anymore. Now it's about 30 hour work week, which still is not a lot for people. But when your body's not used to that, when you're used to working way less and moving your body, instead of sitting in front of a screen all day that will happen to you. So yes, definitely detox. It's incredibly important for your sanity and for your overall health, but this has been so great. Thank you so much for being here. And where's the best place for people to connect with you if they just want to chat with you or if they want to work with you? Well, if you just want to chat, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Just look for Teresa Sam Houghton. You can also search the modern health nerd and you'll get my business page and be able to connect with me from there. Uh, Love comments, love DMs. You can also actually find me Tuesday evening, 7 Eastern on Clubhouse, co-moderating a room in the Whole Food Plant-Based Club. So if you're into plant-based diets or you have a cool plant-based product, you can join us there and we can chit-chat. If you are interested in hearing more, you can check out the Modern Health Nerd podcast on most major podcast listening platforms and also get in touch with me at themodernhealthnerd.com or sam, S-A-M, at themodernhealthnerd.com. Amazing. And we will put links to all of those in the show notes because I know that she just shared a lot. So thank you for sharing all that. Thank you again for being here. It was so great to connect with you and just kind of hear your story. Again, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.